Do you enjoy different types of work? Do you balance different types of client in your business? Or do you still have a job and a side hustle? Does this sometimes make you feel like you're flaky or not focused? Or that there's something inherently wrong with being multi-passionate? If this sounds like you, listen in to this week's episode of the podcast. I think you're going to find it extremely valuable. Hello, hello, and welcome to this month's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I hope that your January was good. I hope that it was decent, that it didn't feel like it had 6,000 days in it, like many of the memes have been suggesting that I've seen flying around. I hope that it was a time of excitement and growth in your business. And if it wasn't, I think we talked a little bit about this last month, but that's okay too. Let's take February as the beginning of your 2022, because in these challenging times, we need all the mindset help we can. And if it helps you to reset the clock, to imagine January was just a warm-up month, then do so. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about something a little different. I work in the mindset and the coaching and the positive psychology area. And there is a little bit of crossover between what I do and what a business coach might do, what someone who focuses on those strategic and those tactical tasks and actions you can take to grow your business. There's there's some crossover, but there's also a huge amount of difference. I don't work with clients and explain to them the minutiae of what they can do to build their business. It's just, it's not what I'm focused on. Sometimes in the name of information sharing, there is some kind of conversation around those elements of people's business, but it's not where I'm cited. The place where my work really exists is in our thought processes, in our motivations, in our ability to push past that self-sabotage and get yourself to that empowered mindset, that sense that you really are the CEO in your business and in your life. But something that I do notice coming up a lot when I look at those other business coaches and I look at those uh, people doing amazing work, helping business owners with their marketing, helping business owners with really being strategic about their work, is this idea that it's not okay to be multi-passionate, to be multi-hyphenated, or to not have an absolute laser focus on what it is you're doing with your business. There is lots of talk in business circles about this and there is lots of merit too in niching. So for example, with my own business, I niche in a couple of key areas so that when I'm writing my marketing messages, so that when I'm talking to my audience, I can be really precise and really targeted. And also it means selfishly, 
I get to work with just the kind of clients that I enjoy working with. So in, in the case of this side of my business, that's the purpose-led entrepreneurs. In the case of the organizations that I work with, it's a specific type of organization in an industry that I find interesting and I have lots of links with. I'm all for niching and being strategic about who you're talking to, but I do think with all of this discussion, we can really fall into the trap of thinking that we must be robotic and single track and laser focused about our work, that it's almost a sign of weakness to be multifaceted, to have more than one area of interest or more than one way of working. And I think this can really feed into that overall narrative we have that there's one true path and I'm always really keen to encourage my clients and my listeners to think about the fact that it's your journey it's your path and if you have multiple areas of interest multiple avenues of business multiple income streams maybe you're still at that stage where you have a side hustle and a main career or main job that is okay That is your journey. And if that feels good for you right now, if that feels like the correct pathway for you in your authentic self as a human, as a business owner, as someone doing work that has merit and value and feels purpose-led, then absolutely it should be embraced. I have a wonderful Glennon Doyle quote on exactly this, which I think really does get to the heart of what I'm talking about. She says, stop asking people for directions to places they've never been. And I think what she means by that is that sometimes we can seek external validation. We can look for someone else who is succeeding in exactly the same way that we are or or not. They're doing something in a different way. And we can start to really question whether our route is working for us. And actually, I think remembering to stay in our own lane, remember that our journey is unique and the directions that we need are different and we can only best be guided by ourselves in that journey. What I do hear time and again, and the inspiration really behind this particular podcast episode is that sense that business owners are beating themselves up. They are critiquing the path that they're taking. They're looking at the fact that maybe they don't have that laser focus, that maybe they have a couple of strings to their bow, that maybe they enjoy variety and they don't want to solidly work in one area of their business. They don't want to work with one particular type of client only. And I think it can really feed into and connect into that absolute distrust of anything that's not hyper productivity that feeling that if we're not sat churning out like a kind of monkey at a a typewriter all day that we are failing that we're not meeting those kind of hyper idealistic productivity goals it can make us feel like if we're not superhuman and as I said before a bit robotic about what it is we're doing then we can't merit that as a proper achievement or or proper, inverted commas, productivity. I really challenge that. You know how I feel about procrastination. There's always something lying underneath it. But the important thing about procrastination, the fundamental thing about dealing with procrastination in your business or dealing with lack of, true lack of focus is 
about being kind to yourself, about not beating yourself up and about not making yourself feel bad for those avenues we go down. And those avenues can be varying. So we might be giving ourselves a hard time because we're not getting X amount of work done in the day, but we can also give ourselves a hard time because we can think I'm not living up to this single track idea of what a business owner should be doing. So I've got some tips for how to deal with that particular mindset gremlin if it's something that you are struggling with. I think one thing that's really important is that strong sense of why. And if you have a strong sense of why, that strong sense of purpose behind what it is you want to achieve, then different tasks and different businesses even and different activities can feed into that strong sense of why. So if your sense of why is around service to others, if it's around helping people thrive in their businesses, if it's about providing an amazing product that changes lives, if it's about having a strong mission, then it doesn't necessarily matter how you're reaching that mission. And for many, many people and lots of the clients that I speak to, it can really help your business to have that sense of variety, to have that multifaceted element to your day. And I caveat that as well with the fact that some people are only single track and they find their multifaceted elements of their personality in their non-business activities, which is absolutely okay too. I saw someone saying the other day, I finally found a hobby that I cannot find a way of monetizing and I love it. And I think that's really valid too. It boils down to the fact that we get to make these decisions. We get to choose which elements of our life we make our work and we get to choose which elements of our life we keep just for us, not for monetizing and not for sometimes not even for sharing with the world, for keeping as something that's very, very private to us. I think something that's really important when thinking about being multi-passionate, when wondering if that is okay, whether that is allowed, is that we can also really understand the ebb and flow of various seasons. That at different times in our life, at different life stages, maybe as we have families, maybe as we have an empty nest, maybe before that when we're in our uh, younger years or when we're choosing a different path from the kind of 2.4 children path, we have different needs. We have different drivers. And actually to find a life that feels authentic that feels interesting and that gets you going in the morning, that lights you up, is so much more valuable than one which is arbitrarily focused, arbitrarily deciding that you're only going to do a certain type of work. And to risk sounding like proper hashtag mum jokes, and I'm glad that my 11-year-old probably won't listen to this, But I feel like I am the OG multi-hyphenate. I feel like I am someone who has made a career and a life for myself out of having several strings to my bow. And even now in my work as a coach, I love the variety of the different types of work that I do so that I'm not always speaking to exactly the same problems. I'm not always applying them to the same situations. I love it. So I give you permission from one multi-passionate, one multi-hyphenate to another. Do what sets your soul and your heart on fire because when we listen to that innate wisdom, that authenticity and that sense of inner knowing, 
we very, very rarely go too far wrong. So really, that is my main message of this episode is if the work you're doing lights you up, I don't care if it has several different strands. I don't care if they are incongruent. I don't care if you are not fully or truly niched. It's all about how it feels to you and also about whether it's giving you profit, the profit that you want in life. That is really important. Uh, Whether it's allowing you to work within your zone of genius as much as possible and whether it's allowing you to meet your lifestyle goals. So whether it's allowing you to work with the kind of people you want to work with, whether it's allowing you to spend the time in the other areas, the non-work, non-business areas of your life and giving you that freedom and flexibility. Those measures to me are so much more important than ticking off some imaginary box. Because it is imaginary. It is that rule book that we imagine is being sort of imparted on us from above. And it's not. It's, of course, in our own heads. And we get to make those mindset tweaks and changes to our thinking so that we can really thrive and grow in what it is that is serving us best at that time. And those avenues can be varying. So we might be giving ourselves a hard time because we're not getting X amount of work done in the day, but we can also give ourselves a hard time because we can think I'm not living up to this single track idea of what a business owner should be doing. So I've got some tips for how to deal with that particular mindset gremlin if it's something that you are struggling with. I think one thing that's really important is that strong sense of why. And if you have a strong sense of why, that strong sense of purpose behind what it is you want to achieve, then different tasks and different businesses even and different activities can feed into that strong sense of why. So if your sense of why is around service to others, if it's around helping people thrive in their businesses, if it's about providing an amazing product that changes lives, if it's about having a strong mission, then it doesn't necessarily matter how you're reaching that mission. And for many, many people and lots of the clients that I speak to, it can really help your business to have that sense of variety, to have that multifaceted element to your day. And I caveat that as well with the fact that some people are only single track and they find their multifaceted elements of their personality in their non-business activities, which is absolutely okay too. I saw someone saying the other day, I finally found a hobby that I cannot find a way of monetizing and I love it. And I think that's really valid too. It boils down to the fact that we get to make these decisions. We get to choose which elements of our life we make our work and we get to choose which elements of our life we keep just for us, not for monetizing and not for sometimes not even for sharing with the world, for keeping as something that's very, very private to us. I think something that's really important when thinking about being multi-passionate, when wondering if that is okay, whether that is allowed, is that we can also really understand the ebb and flow of various seasons. That at different times in our life, at different life stages, maybe as we have families, maybe as we have an empty nest, maybe before that when we're in our uh, younger years or when we're choosing a different path from the kind of 2.4 children path, we have 
different needs. We have different drivers. And actually to find a life that feels authentic, that feels interesting, and that gets you going in the morning, that lights you up, is so much more valuable than one which is arbitrarily focused, arbitrarily deciding that you're only going to do a certain type of work. So really, that is my main message of this episode is if the work you're doing lights you up, I don't care if it has several different strands. I don't care if they are incongruent. I don't care if you are not fully or truly niched. It's all about how it feels to you and also about whether it's giving you profit, the profit that you want in life. That is really important. Uh, Whether it's allowing you to work within your zone of genius as much as possible and whether it's allowing you to meet your lifestyle goals. So whether it's allowing you to work with the kind of people you want to work with, whether it's allowing you to spend the time in the other areas, the non-work, non-business areas of your life and giving you that freedom and flexibility. Those measures to me are so much more important than ticking off some imaginary box because it is imaginary. It is that rule book that we imagine is being sort of imparted on us from above. And it's not. It's, of course, in our own heads, and we get to make those mindset tweaks and changes to our thinking so that we can really thrive and grow in what it is that is serving us best at that time. I was talking with a client a few weeks ago about how they manage the different parts of their business, which are quite disparate, which involve different types of work, different headspaces, different industries. And we talked about mapping out that business of ours, that work of ours, that passion of ours in a quite visual way. And this is something I found really helpful. I haven't done it with any great level of systems uh, awareness or you know any special tools, but I got a piece of paper and I drew a flow chart with some circles and some arrows off it showing the different parts of my business, the different parts of my personality really, who I am and what those activities look like. And then I mapped out the week. This is something I also really recommend thinking if you're working in your business on different kinds of activities that require different kinds of thinking and focus, it can be really helpful to batch when you're doing certain activities and when you need to switch, when you need to change that focus onto something that involves different parts of your brain, maybe more creativity, maybe more analytical side of what you're doing. So I also map out regularly and I revisit this, what my months look like and what my weeks look like. So I'll have weeks sometimes where I'm doing content creation, where I'm batching podcast episodes or I'm writing social media posts and I'll have days where I'm doing pure coaching so that I'm in that mindset, I'm in that way of thinking, that way of acting, that very different way of working than when I'm just doing behind the scenes work on my own. So I find being quite visual about this, drawing things out and working out how it fits into our life goals as well as our business and our profit goals is really, really useful. Activities that bring your work and your business back to you are really powerful because when we stay within our mindset, within our goals, within our desire for achievement that suits us and that defines our type of success, we end up helpfully putting some blinkers on. 
We stop looking to the side of us. We stop comparing. And I think this also helps with removing that sense of work ethic guilt, which I think deserves a whole other episode. But for many in my generation, a little bit older and definitely younger, we are working in ways that are very, very different to our parents' generation or those 20 years older than us. Our working week can sometimes give us feelings of guilt because maybe there was some bagginess. Maybe there was some freedom, especially when we're working for ourselves. Maybe there was a sense of time that we don't readily associate in this capitalist world with earning good money, with having a strong sense of purpose. And when we can focus inward, when we can journal, when we can maybe make voice notes to ourselves or have conversations with ourselves, when we can map out visually what our business is about, we can really release ourselves from the shackles of guilt. We can remind ourselves that we are deliberately and beautifully creating a business that is designed for our lives and helping our goals, helping our family's goals. And it doesn't have to match up to anybody else's. And there doesn't need to be any guilt uh, if we are not absolutely exhausted. In fact, the opposite. When we are not exhausted, when we have a little bit of space to play, a little bit of space perhaps to say yes to a client who is not as profitable but more interesting, who is a different strand to what we've been focusing on in recent months and years, we are saying yes to ourselves. We are saying yes to interest as well as profit. We are saying yes to enjoyment as well as purpose. And giving ourselves that permission is absolutely fundamental in terms of keeping our business sustainable, keeping it fresh. I've talked before about the end of history or the end of the story, which is where we think that we've got to the end of our lives. We've got to the end of what it is that we want to achieve and that we're never going to change or morph any further forward. This is a psychological construct I've talked about before. And actually, we're always changing. We're always growing. In five years' time, we'll be someone completely different. There'll be lots of common threads, but, but many, many things will change and our thinking process will change. And allowing ourselves the grace to do something different, to be multifaceted if that's what suits us at that moment, to have those passions in different forms and in different ways in our business is absolutely fine and actually incredibly enriching. So I hope you found this episode helpful. If you'd like to book a anti-self-sabotage call with me, then do click on the link in the show notes. I'd absolutely love to speak to you. I have a couple more slots opening up between now and April. So do, do get in touch. If not, I will be back here in a month, the first Wednesday of March, to talk to you again about self-sabotage to success, about moving yourself away from those mindset gremlins and getting you into that awesome, progressive, empowered way of thinking for yourself and your business. Until then, take care and I will speak to you soon. Thinking of you and your purpose-led business always. Bye for now. 